Hey friend, the mum juggle is real. Do you feel like you're spinning all the plates and you're trying to juggle all of the balls? You're trying to make sure that everybody is happy. Maybe you're trying to hold down a job, build a business, and also showing up as a present parent and making sure that everybody is eating all the healthy food and all of the washing is done. I get you, I know what it's like. This juggle is real. And it can feel really difficult because you're pulled in all the different directions. So today, I want to talk and share with you my six simple hacks of how I juggle work and home life and how I battle the mum guilt. Welcome to the Fit Productive Mum podcast. Are you fed up with having no time to work out and get healthy? Are you frustrated with what to eat and how to find a plan that you can stick with forever? Do you wish there was an easy way to work with your body to really transform your health from the inside out? Hey, I'm SJ and after 14 years of teaching, I took the leap into the entrepreneur space so I know how hard it can be to grow a business while still being a present mummy and that your needs come and last, leaving you feeling overwhelmed and exhausted. In this podcast, I will give you the tools you need to reclaim your energy and time so you can finally love the life you're in. If you're ready to commit to making yourself a priority, then this is the podcast for you. I'm so excited to keep you accountable, be your coach, give you some tough love and laugh with you. Let's come together and make things happen. No one ever tells you about mum guilt, do they? When you're pregnant and you're doing your antenatal classes and you're learning about birth and labour and all of the things, I mean, let's be honest with you, they kind of prepare you for that, but nobody ever prepares you for the actual learning process of being a mum. And I kind of liken it to like, learning how to drive a car. It's like you have somebody talking you through the process, showing you through the process, and then you pass your driving test and you're let loose on the road in charge of this vehicle. And yeah, you've just got to kind of get on with it. And that's what being a mum is really, really like, isn't it? But the downside of being a mum, and I don't know if you agree with me on this, can be that juggle and that mum guilt. And nobody prepares you for mum guilt. It really is that like stab you in the stomach, chest, horrible feeling that you get when you are pulled in different directions or you're trying to do something for yourself and it feels selfish because you're not there for your children. Oh my gosh, nobody tells you about that, do they? And how difficult the mum guilt and the mum juggle actually is. Well, today we're going to be talking about how you can overcome mum guilt. I'm gonna share with you six simple strategies that I use to help me juggle all the things and to battle with my own personal mum guilt. Now, if you've been around here a while, you've probably heard my story. You know, probably have heard that I used to be a secondary school teacher. I went back to work when Chloe was eight months old. And I was in that really, really difficult position that so many of us are in where, you know, you have been through school, you've probably possibly been to university or you've built yourself up a career and I was really encouraged at school to go to university to build a career I was a teacher I led a department I was one of the top like percentages of teachers in the country at one point I was doing a really really good job in my teaching career but when I had my daughter and she went back to 
she went into nursery when she was eight months old and I went back into work full time when she was eight months old. I was driving her to her nursery at quarter to eight every morning. I was leaving her there and I wasn't coming to get her until like five, six o'clock in an evening. And by the time I picked up my baby, she was exhausted, she was tired, she was grumpy, I was tired, she was grumpy and it was just a really, really difficult and challenging time for us because I was in this situation where I wanted to be a great parent but I'd spent 14 years as a teacher, I'd been to university, I'd worked really hard to get my qualifications and I was in that position like so many women are and it's such a shame that things haven't changed but so many of us are in this situation where we almost have to choose between showing up every day as a great parent or the career that we have all worked really, really hard to achieve. And I'm not here to say either is right or wrong. And for so many of us as well, you know, we need a dual income. We need to have our income as well as our partners. I know for those of you that are in the States, you don't get as much maternity leave as we do in the UK it's a real challenge and you know it's a question that for us as women we tend to be the ones that have to face because nobody asked Tim when Chloe was born whether or not he was going to be going back to work and that wasn't ever something that ever kind of crossed his mind it was it was on me it was like okay do I choose to go back to work or do I work from home do I try and find a way to be around with Chloe you know, what What do you choose? And it's a really, really difficult juggling act. And as you know, the story goes for me is that I went part-time as a teacher. I got all my personal training qualifications, my nutrition qualifications, life coaching qualifications. And I had these big plans to build a personal stra- training studio where our house is and then COVID hit in the early months of 2020 and all of that changed and I've had to adapt and pivot and build a a business doing here what I am now talking to you and you know change the way that I work and really what motivated me in the first place when it came to leaving my my teaching job was because I didn't want to miss out like those early years and I can say this now as my daughter's nearly five those early years from like that naught to four naught to school age oh my gosh it's such a precious time and you're only going to get that experience with them once and I knew that it was a precious time and I knew that I wanted to be around her more because I mean let's be honest okay and I don't know this might sound a bit crazy and don't judge me but those early months when our children are born, we are just literally there to wipe their butts and feed them. And it's only actually when they get a bit older and they start interacting with you and you can start having fun with them. And that's the point where you've got to go back to work and you're like, uh, yeah, this sucks. Like I've done all the hard graft. I've done all the sleepless nights. And now my child's actually turning into a really fun human being. I've got to hand them over <laughs> and go back to work. And I really didn't want to miss out on that time with Chloe. And unfortunately, a lot of our time was kind of tainted by COVID when she was younger. But I was so glad that I made that decision so that I could be around with her but even if you choose to you know be a stay-at-home parent or if you are a mum who then like I did 
leaves their career and then decides you want to take on a business or try and you know be a work from home parent or work from home even do your job at home that has its own challenges and again you're still battling a set you know mum guilt and you're still being pulled in all of the directions so really it's about you know what are the challenges of your work what are the options that you've got and what is going to be the best fit for your family and I'm not saying either is right or wrong but both of them unfortunately come with their own version of mum guilt and that's what I'm talking today is like what can you do what are some simple strategies that you can have in place to make sure that you are not I'm not going to say mum guilt goes away because I don't think mum guilt ever does go away but what can you put in place to help you to overcome that mum guilt and some of them are going to be linked to cycle sinking as well now I'm going to say I'm going to come at this from where I am now because obviously I know I've done the I know for our family that me particularly with the job that Tim does and the hours that he works For me, being a teacher and the hours that I would need to have put in to stay in the classroom was not going to work for our household. It wasn't going to work for me. It wasn't going to work for Chloe. It was just not going to be a good fit for us as a family. So I chose to leave and I chose to build a business from home. And that's where I'm coming from as a work from home mum. And the things that I put in place so that I can make sure that I can still run my business, but I'm not feeling this guilt, this working mum guilt that we can have. Okay, so let's start off with these six strategies, hacks, whatever it is that you want to call them. So first of all, you really, really need to be clear on your goal. Like if you are deciding that you're going to work from home and you're going to have a business, what is your goal with that? Like how much money do you want to earn? How many customers do you need to have? What is your income goal? Because if you're trying to replace an income, be that from like a full-time job or a part-time job, you want to be clear as to how much money you want and what that looks like in terms of the services or the products that you have on offer. So for example, you might be someone who is in the network marketing space and maybe you want to replace your part-time income. What does that look like in terms of products that you need to sell? What does it look like in terms of the volume that you need to have in your business each month? And you've got to get absolutely super clear on that. Or maybe you are somebody who has a small business. Maybe you have an Etsy shop and you are selling like greetings cards or, you know, kids clothing, whatever it is. What does that look like? How many sales is that for you? What are your profits? Where are you gonna find that income? And those are numbers that you've gotta get in your head. And you need to know like how much money it's gonna cost you to run that business and how much profit you need and how much you need to be paying yourself. And that's something that can be a real challenge, but it's something that you've got to dig into so that you know that what you're trying to do isn't a hobby. And I'll be completely honest with you, like I've worked in the network marketing space before with other companies where I was spending more money on stuff than I was actually earning. And that's not, that's, that's a hobby, isn't it? That isn't, so, you know, why, and I, I look back and I ask myself, like, you know, I was putting all of this time and effort, but I wasn't seeing the results. I was just spending out more money and I was taking time away from like my daughter 
before that. And that isn't productive. So getting that clarity is really, really important when it comes to getting this mum guilt under control because you need to know your numbers. You need to know how much you want to earn, how much your income is, what you're gonna do with that income as well. Are you gonna use that income to pay your bills? Are you putting it into a savings account? Are you putting it towards holidays, whatever it is? Getting clear on your goal and the reason why you want that is super, super important. And I say this all the time and it's part of the process that I go through with my clients when it comes to the productivity package, when it comes to weight loss as well. Because so many mums can feel guilt around setting a health and fitness goal for themselves because they feel bad or you might be feeling bad for spending half an hour doing a workout, you know, that kind of thing. So it's important to have that clarity on the goal of why you want to do it, what's your motivation. Okay, number two, you then need to reverse engineer what it is that you want to do and turn it into an action plan. So one of the ways that I love to do this, and I am going to talk about this from a a business context, is I use a program called MindMeister. And it's basically like an online program where you can do like a digital mind dump. So if you think about, for example, if you have a business like I do, or you work in a network marketing company, what are the things that you need to do every day, every week, every month, for example, to generate income for your business? And you basically dump all of those thoughts and ideas into MindMeister and create your like own little like mind map, spider diagram, whatever it is that you want to call it. And then you can actually start thinking about how much do you, time do you need for each of those tasks? And actually, do you have the time for those tasks? And you can start thinking about building those pockets of time into your schedule. And this is what I do with the productivity plan, with the weight loss framework, is we're looking at what the goal is and where you're gonna find the time to fit that goal in. What are the things that you need to do to hit that goal and where are you gonna find the time for those action steps? And the productivity package and the weight loss framework, although they are like more fitness, like I'm coming at you from a health and fitness perspective, you can actually apply those principles to a business goal, to a goal that you might have in your home, in your relationships. Because really what it comes down to is looking at the time that you have and looking at your priorities. What are the things that you need to do? Where are you going to find them? And what are the priorities? Because the reality is you can't do all of the things all of the time. And your priorities are likely to change over a monthly, weekly, yearly basis. And it teaches you both of these processes, teach you how to prioritize and how to fit those priorities into your daily schedule. And the links to both of those programs are in the show notes. The productivity package is where we go through this on a one-to-one coaching basis. The weight loss framework is this process in an online course. So I'm giving you and talking you through how to do it and you're the one that's building the personal approach for yourself. So that's the difference. Okay, number three is to build a workflow. 
If you have a business and you know what tasks you have got to do, then you need to build some kind of workflow so that you know when you are working, when you've allocated time to work, you know what work you are going to be doing to be doing. Now I love, um, there's a program called Asana, it's free, you can build workflows in it. I build workflows in Asana for this podcast so I know where I'm at with the podcast, what episodes I've recorded, what episodes are coming up, the tasks that I need to do in terms of uploading this podcast, when I'm going to do that, creating the visuals, creating social media posts, all of those kind of things I put into Asana. So I've taken the tasks from MindMeister in step number two and then I'm putting them into a workflow and allocating days or times or amount of times for each of those things. So you know that when you sit down to work that you're not going to be wasting time trying to figure out what it is that you need to do. You're just going to sit down in the time that you have and you're going to get those things done. And the importance of that when it comes to mum guilt is that you know you are being incredibly productive with your time. You know that when you sit down, you are working and you are not on your phone, you're not distracted, you're not wasting time wondering what you've got to do, you're not procrastinating. That time that you are are away working on your business, on your goals, whatever it is, you are using that time in the most effective way that you can. Now, when it comes to work time, I work when Chloe isn't here. And obviously now she's older, she's in school. So it is a bit easier, like she's in school, it doesn't cost me money to send her to school. And I know that that's more difficult when children are younger. I have to say now it's a lot easier because she's in school, we have far more of a routine. But when she was younger, One of the things I would do is I would work, and yes, I would have less time in a way. When she was younger, I would work when she slept during the day, nine times out of 10. Well, to be honest with you, like 100% of the time with Chloe, she would never sleep in her cot during the day. So she was either in a pushchair or she was asleep in her car seat, like from the journey home. And she usually slept about two hours during the day. And I would be in the car, prepped and organized because I knew that she would fall asleep. And I would pull up on my driveway. And it sounds funny now, but this is the reality of building a business with a young child. I would pull up on the driveway and I would sit in the car with my laptop on the driveway so that I could get the Wi-Fi. And I would do all of the tasks that I needed to do that I could do in those two hours. And honestly, my friend, it is amazing if you know and you have your workflow set up, it is amazing what you can get done in two hours. And there is a book at the moment that I'm reading called The Four Hour Workweek. And it's really, really interesting because it's sort of talking you through the process of how to get super productive and, you know, how you can then spend time doing all the other things that you want to do. But if you are busy and you have lots of other things to do, it is amazing how productive you can be in two hours. And you can organize, run, work, whatever it is that you want to do within those kind of time slots. You just got to be like, go back and going back to step three is you just got to be super clear what you're going to do when you are sat down in this particular work time. You can do it. 
I mean, I also, one of the things I will say, I felt for Chloe that it was quite important that she was in um, a preschool nursery setting with her peers. And that was important for her, for her learning, for setting her up to be independent when she went to school. But also for myself, because it did give me a clear time when she was um, away from the home. And I could really, really sit down and concentrate on work. And it wasn't for very long. She did like a couple of mornings. There were times when she was um, just going like into a crash. So the gym that I used to go to actually did have a crash. And I would put her into the crash for two hours. And I would sit in the coffee shop and do some work. Or those were the times where I would go and do my workout. Or perhaps I'd be doing some work in the mornings. You've just got to look at what you've got available to you. If you don't have the finances for, you know, like childcare or, you know, to go to a gym like that, then you've got to be thinking about where can you get help from? You know, is is your husband coming home of an evening? Could you be working for a couple of hours in the evening instead of scrolling through social media or watching Netflix you've got to look at your time your priorities and this is why I talk about the productivity package so so much because I can work through this stuff with you and the productivity package isn't about just having a health and fitness goal we can apply it to something like this and I can talk you and take you through the process okay number five cycle syncing and batching your work. Now there is an episode where I talk all about like cycle syncing your workflow, building in like different elements of work in different times of the month and also how to cycle sync your motherhood as well. There are episodes if you scroll down um, back into 2021 you'll find those episodes but really it comes down to thinking about the types of tasks that you are good at at certain times of the month. So for example, if you run a business and maybe you're out networking, booking networking events into the front half of your menstrual cycle, so your follicular and your ovulatory phase, is gonna be far more productive than you trying to drag yourself out to a networking event when you have your period and all you wanna do is sit on the sofa and eat chocolate. Um, so you might be thinking and some some basics that just to kind of give you an idea, if you are like batching work, maybe you might want to think about batching all of your social media content in your luteal or your menstrual phase when you're feeling a bit more introverted and you want to stay, you know, at home and you don't want to be talking to people or coaching people. Those are like really two simple ways of thinking about how you can cycle sync your work and batching your work and as I said scroll down go and check out the other episodes that I've done on that and also within the weight loss framework course the online course there is a whole unit based around this and I talk you through how to do this in more detail the types of tasks that you should be doing at different times of the month and if you are working with me in the productivity package on a one-to-one basis you get access to this course as well. Okay, number six, this is the key one. And I think this is the absolute like game changer when it comes to battling mum guilt and making sure that you are keeping that mum guilt at bay is to set dedicated time 
for your children and to actually block it into your diary. Now, if you were to open up my planner right now, you would see color-coded in my diary are blocks of time where I am spending time with Chloe. Now, right now, because she's at school, that looks like an hour after school between school pickup and me then having to cook dinner and things like that of us going and doing things like walking the dogs or we might play in the garden we might do some planting in the garden we might if the weather's not so great then we might do some craft activities together but really like I would just suggest that you just dig in with them for about 15 to 30 minutes depending on the age of your children and just leave your phone in another room and just focus your attention on them for that period of time because kids I mean you know particularly younger children they don't understand the concept of your time they don't understand how long a minute is an hour is or that kind of thing but what they will remember is that you are with them and you are present and when you're playing and you're present with them you're not distracted by other things and I think if it comes to anything that beats mum guilt this is the thing If you have dedicated time, half an hour, 15 minutes, where you just sit on the floor and you play Barbies or Lego, your kids are going to remember that. And you are going to remember that you gave them that time during the day. And that is going to be the one thing that kills mum guilt. Mum guilt. Regardless of all of the other things that you have to do, If you have got, I don't know what it's going to look like for you, like if you've got half an hour at night to sit down with your kids and help them with their homework, if you have 15 minutes where you sit in their bedroom and you read them stories and you just chat about their day, they're going to remember that. That is what is going to leave a lasting impression on them. Is it in the morning? Are they maybe like joining in with your workout? Are you going like running together, are you going cycling together, just anything that you can give them that is pure quality time, they are going to love it and you are not going to feel the mum guilt because you know and you will feel that you have given them some real, real quality time. Okay, my friend, I really hope that episode helped you today and those strategies, particularly the last one, I know is going to definitely be a game changer for you. As always, if this episode helped, I would love it and really, really appreciate it if you would share this with a friend, maybe pop it up in your social media, tag me at Fit Productive Mum, share it in your Facebook, your Instagram, wherever it is that you are on social media. But the real one that you could do for me if you are listening on iTunes is to scroll down and leave me a review. As Chloe always says at the end of these episodes, please leave my mummy a review because it really does help this podcast to reach so, so many more people. We really are a global community and it is because of your shares and you spreading the word to your friends that we are reaching out and hitting so many different women in so many different countries. And if you have that done that for me I am so grateful have an amazing week my friend and I really look forward to connecting with you in the next episode thank you for listening hope you like it leave my mummy a review